Hello, everyone. My name is Iman. And I'm Sabrina. And welcome to Beyonce Girl Brunch. We are so... <laughs> we are so happy. Um, again, like, sometimes things just happen and you just see the world clearer, you know? I... Like, what would I be doing if Beyonce did not release Renaissance? Like, I just can't. What was <laughs> I doing before Beyonce released Renaissance? Like, what? I don't understand. Like, Yeah, and it's crazy because t- to me personally, since I'm used to, like, I have gotten used to Beyonce doing, like, surprise releases, this was very different because she was in hiding that she was releasing the album. And we was waiting. We was waiting. Excuse me. Until July 29th. We was waiting for it. And um, I was getting annoyed with certain... I mean, we'll get into it later on. I was getting annoyed with certain things. But everything... Let's just say good things come to those who wait. Good things come to those who wait. And also, like, I think looking back, do you know how confident you have to be to build up after doing all these surprise releases? It's like, I'm going to actually get you hype after, you know giving you all these other crazy like projects because I know that I'm able to meet the hype, you know, with whatever I drop. And I just feel like you, I just want to be there with everything I do and drop and release. I want to be so confident in my abilities that I'm just like, I will never disappoint. I will never disappoint. Exactly. Also, like, she's so funny for making like break my soul, the lead single because everybody like, uh, Excuse me, a lot of people was indifferent about it. And like um it makes sense when you finally get the whole album. Yeah. She's I, so crazy for that. I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, Break My Soul is probably her maybe her favorite song and the song that spoke to her mood the most. But I feel mm-hmm. like it's pro- it's it's not it's definitely like one of my I like the song, but it's definitely not in my top five, like for the for the album. So it is funny that she released that. Um but yeah, y'all, we just I'm telling you right now, this it's a Beyonce takeover, this entire show. Because like yeah. we were saying earlier, when's the next time we're going to have the sh- a, a show the week after Beyonce has dropped a mm-hmm. renaissance? It'll actually never happen again. So we kind of have to use this opportunity and express our love because we haven't actually had, besides, besides Lemonade, we haven't had a podcast for a drop of an album. And Lemonade was a different type of album. That's not yes. the album you give your feedback on because it was a story about her life. It wasn't really, it wasn't just like a project that was like, no, dance, y'all, dance. <laughs> <laughs> but we did. We did. We still danced somewhat to Lemonade, but this, to, to Renaissance? It, <sighs> Shit, I might be back to my college weight. Like, how hard I'm be dancing to this. Child, and then, like, the nerve of her to drop this the week before I turned 30. It's just like, that, I, I didn't need a single other gift, if we being honest. I didn't need a single other gift. I'm so excited to ha- to dance to this, like, all next weekend. Exactly. And also, like, I feel like this is just, like, I feel like 
not saying that it's just for us, but it feels so good to like be third. I mean, obviously we're going to get into the end. We're going to get into this, like, you know, at the end of the show, but like, it feels so good to be 30 and like, listen to this album Yes, because it just hit different, you know, to be grown, to be grown. And it's like, I'm, I can imagine that if you recently turned 60 years old, you're going to feel the same way. I think it's an album. You said for, 60? Yeah. I think if yeah. you re- just recently turned 60, you might you still will feel happy and in- inspired to to be where your feet are and like yeah, to yeah. be like be happy in your own skin through this album cuz this album is about it's not about being perfect to anybody else's eyes other than your own. So I think that it's it's just a good time to be alive, but it's especially a good time to be making the transition to a space that society doesn't always like love or reward, you know? Exactly. So yeah, I feel you hundred percent. Like you said, we're going to get into that later. <laughs> so in honor of Renaissance, let's get started with the fade four of our four favorite songs in order, in order. So my favorite songs in order, in order, as Iman said, <laughs> um, I would have to say, I well, first of all, I had a feeling that once the track list was released and like saw like who was like the song was featuring, I had a feeling that I would like the song because I like Grace Jones. Um, so move like mm. that song. Oh my god! Like I was, I joked and said I feel like that song was definitely for big girls, but like <laughs> I definitely do feel like like it just made me feel. And again, I don't know like you said, I know I kept saying this, but like we're gonna get into later in the show. It made me that song made me excited to take up space, and not even just physically. It's just like you know, some people are big in personality, big physically. Some are both, and it's like sometimes you feel like you gotta shrink yourself. And, in order to like not make people feel comfortable, uncom- make people feel uncomfortable, but that song makes me be like, "Fuck it, like move out the way." Period. Like me and my girls need space. Like you know, when a queen come through, part like the Red Sea. Like you know, like get out my way. Like and it's so like the way she sounds is like she making herself like bigger and like I just love that so it just made me feel like good in that short amount of time from, from and yes I am a crazy beehive person but <laughs> not too crazy because I have a job but um <laughs> now but um like from Friday to now like that song has like made me feel like I don't care like yes I'm big in personality big in stature like I'm still gonna t- like I don't care move out my way I'm not moving myself for you like come on exactly you see me coming exactly and the thing is you can never shrink yourself it's exactly. like the thing is it's like putting a like if you put an elephant in a corner all you're going to do is just make that elephant a little bit awkward it's still going to take up the same amount of space some people are big move <laughs> Period. And I just love it. And like, first of all, I also love it because Grace Jones don't fuck with everybody. Okay. Mm. Grace Jones don't fuck with everybody, but she fucked with Beyonce. Mm. That says a lot. And they sound really good together. Mm. And Tim's, this was also, it's Tim's, right? Yes. Um, she's also on that song. And they just all, I love it because, oh, it's one thing I'm saying and I'm moving on. I love it because. You, when I first heard it, I couldn't tell who was who at mm. first because everybody like just sat. Everybody was on point. 
Mm. Like I couldn't tell who was who. And it wasn't until a couple of listens that I realized who was who. Like Grace Jones was in the beginning. And then I heard like Beyonce like whispering. And she was like, Grace Jones. Like under and I'm like, oh my God, that is so fucking because I like I already said it on the show before. I fucking love legends. I love icons. So like the two, like the icon that I grew up with, and like an icon that like, you know, like my mom or somebody grew up with, like being on one song, that is so fucking iconic. It's amazing. Mm. Um, the next one with no surprise, sorry, Iman, Alien Superstar. Okay. First of all, this is another song I knew I was going to like when I saw it because of the title. Um, and it did not disappoint at all. Like, it was better than I could imagine, honestly. Because mm. um, obviously we had no clue what the sound was going to be. We had some idea because of um, Break My Soul. But this song, like, I could not, like, it's just... It get better every time you listen to it. Like the lyrics, the production, everything is just so solid. Like it's just so fucking good. Like this is like one of the best songs I ever. I just like the sounds. It just makes me just feel like, oh my God, like I'm levitating. And it just like feel like I'm that bitch. Like, you know, like I'm stingy with my love. Like I just, God. it's just so God. like it's just so sexy, making me want to twirl and be like, listen, I'm I'm that girl. I'm at the bar. I'm by myself. I'm feeling my oats, like, and you want me, but you cannot have me. Because, I just, like, I am just, I, I'm, like, I'm feeling me, and you just, you can't touch me. Like, I'm, I just, ugh. I'm trying to shut the fuck up, and, like, I hear you, and I'm literally <laughs> over here vibrating in my chair. <laughs> over here come like going I'm shaking like I'm shaking trying to just I fucking love it it's like we need that especially like as a woman like you know who just turned 30 and like you know you've been through so much with like dating and job and stuff like that hearing that and just being like you cannot touch me Mm. like I am just like ugh like it's I just love it. It just oozes it's it oozes sex without being sexual. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I love it. And I feel like it's truly like it's a pretty girl anthem. It's like I I feel like any like femme can just relate to that. It's just uh I love it. Um and the third one is America has a problem. Mm. It's funny. First of all, I never judge stuff by like the title of what it's gonna be because I just don't know. So yeah. I didn't judge anything. And it's funny because everybody thought that America Has a Problem was going to be like one of the worst songs on the album. They were like, oh my gosh, like she back to her in her political. But first of all, Beyonce is quiet, but she take feedback. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, I know the hive and stuff was saying like, oh my gosh, like we tired of her, like this political stuff, blah, blah, blah. Like we want to dance, this and third, blah, blah. And she said, oh, y'all tired of that? <laughs> y'all want to dance? I'm going to give you something. And fucked us up. Because I mean, I didn't, I, again, I, I didn't, didn't judge anything by, you know, the title. But she fucked us up with America has a problem because that is, somebody was saying on Twitter that like the Amer- America has a problem, um, Cause I'm a bad bitch. Like that's mm-hmm. basically what it is. And people thought it was going to be something like political, but it's like funky as fuck. Like the song, the beat is just crazy. Like, and it's also like, so like fun hearing Beyonce, like, 
um, like sing in that tone and use like play with her voice. Mm. Um, it made me feel like, oh, like this. I'm like, damn, I wish we had like Soul Train like around there or something because that's what it's called, right? Soul Train the show. Yes. Um, yes. Yeah. It made me feel like I just wanted to dance with my friends, like be funky, like just like be goofy and like just fun. It's a fun ass song. That song is fun as shit. Like it's really fun. It really is. And I feel like she had a lot of, um, fun with it and it's just like bringing that song that i mean that sound back and like making it new um for us it just was i fucking love it Ooh. um and then the last one is pure slash honey um That's, oh I my knew, god i knew i was gonna like that song because it samples a uh, miss honey by moy renee mm. and i knew i was gonna like it because i knew what it was sampling and I was like, are you fucking kidding me? She is sampling this Miss Honey. And like when that song, it just takes you on a ride. Like it just, and it's so fucking like, like this is like a dream to me. Like, I mean, Beyonce has um, been inspired by the ballroom scene before, like with Get Me Body, um, obviously. Um, but she was just all in it this album and mm-hmm. i'm like this is a fucking dream to me like growing up and like listening to like um like vogue beats and stuff like that like as a kid and like for it to be some kind of like underground like music having to go on youtube to listen to songs i like because it wasn't on like streaming stuff um, and just hearing Beyonce, like, I mean, because the album, you know, is paying homage to her Uncle Johnny, mm. um, who was gay and passed away of AIDS in the 80s. Um, and just hearing Beyonce full, being full, all-out cunt, I'm just like, this is a fucking dream to me. Like, I've always, like, just if anybody, I feel like, like, deserves to like be cunt, fill their oats and all that shit is definitely Beyonce because she is definitely like mother. Like it is like people who base their whole per- in ballroom base their whole persona off of Beyonce. So I'm like, this is so fucking huge. And like hearing that song, I was like, I cannot fucking believe that Beyonce sampled that Miss Honey. So like, oh my god, and it was everything. I loved it. I loved it. Thank you. And that was actually. <laughs> That was such a beautiful beehive, like, reasoning behind everything. And, no, I get it. I just feel like, I feel like I'm surprised that a lot of our same songs didn't overlap. But that's what I love. Like, there's so much. And we didn't. Okay, let me just get into mine. All right. So, let's get into (laughs) Alien Superstar. Like, I literally text um, Jameer at like, so I listened to the album very, very late. So at 5 a.m., imagine getting a text in all caps that said Alien Superstar. That's all I wrote. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I wrote. Because I feel like if Beyonce just put that song out and went away for six years, I would have been fine. I would have been okay because it's that song, crazy. to know that there was more and that, what, was that the third song on the album? So First of all, she goes, I'm one of one. I'm number one. I'm the only one. Don't even waste your time trying to com- compete with me. No one in this world can think like me. And like, I just feel like 
that is the truth for all of us, but most of us don't know it. No, mm-hmm. no, Beyonce is saying what is actually true for many of us, but only some of us choose to believe it. No one in this world can think like me. That's mm-hmm. that's the facts. And when you tap into that as a creative, that's when you've hit the motherfucking jackpot. You don't even look left. You don't look right. You might be inspired by other people, but no one in the world can think like me. Like, are you ki- fucking kidding, kidding me? Category. Bad bitch. <laughs> I'm the bar. All right? That me- I'm the bar. That means every new bitch that come on the fucking scene from this point on, who you going to compare her to? You going to compare her to Beyonce. That's what you're going to be doing. You're going to say Michael Jackson and you're going to say Beyonce. You might say Whitney Houston for the vocals. But what you're going to say is, Beyonce. And it's okay for her to name that herself because it's enough hate in this world that she got to remind y'all from time to time, I'm the bar. Like, that's just it. And then, like you said, there's something very sexual about this song. Like, to me, this song gives, like, Prince a little bit. Like, Mm -hmm. it gives, like, that Prince level of funk. And it's really hard to do that without being corny. Ask Bruno Mars. It's really, really hard to do that. (laughs) Like, without sounding like you are mocking the 70s. It's, like, really, really difficult. But I felt like she did it so good. And what really actually almost made me tip over is that second verse when she's like, unicorn is... Is the uniform you put on eyes on you when you perform? I'm like, who is this? <laughs> Did we just unlock a new Beyonce? Who was this talking? I never heard. Her. It's like several times on this album where I'm like, I never heard her sound like that before. Who is this? Yeah, I love that. So also, sorry to butt in, but Please. when she said "Forever I'm Your Girl," "Diamonds and Pearls," that's, that's one Prince. of my favorite uh, mm-hmm. Prince songs. Uh, "Diamonds and Pearls" because uh, yes. my dad dedicated to that song to me when I was born, Aww. and. I was like, oh my gosh, when she said that, I'm like, because it was giving Prince. And then that reference, I was like, yeah, she gets it. Duh. Yeah. And also to to turn it back to like the first song, like forever, I'm that girl. Like, it's just like, that was her mood making this album. I am that girl, you know? Mm-hmm. So that was, that was amazing. Um, Next for me is going to be energy. Like that beat goes bonkers Mm -hmm. that beat goes crazy and it's just like very unpredictable and it's like on the working out to that song it's just so 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 crazy to me and I just I can't I really can't I think that's the song I'm most excited to see her perform live because I just know that the dancing to that like the way she gonna be popping her ass (laughs) in all different directions (laughs) and I'm picturing like, I know she already kind of did this, the blow. Like, remember that blow scene in the video where uh, it got dark, but, like, everything was, like, neon, like, the skates and stuff were? Yes. I would love if she could do something like that on stage. I know I'm not going to get what I want, but, like, I would love to see, like, everybody, like, in neon and dark, like, fucking it up to energy. Like, that would, oh, my God. Like, that honestly, yeah, be everything. if she did it, I feel like I would wake up, like, in a hospital bed because I don't <laughs> passing out i'm passing out like i'm passing out um all right so third on the list is heated (sighs) Mm -hmm. that was a good one only a real one can tame me only the radio can play me bitch what 
Only the radio can play me. You girls could never, y'all could talk to your blue in the face and I'm not going to hear it. Only the radio can play me. And it's just like, she was really talking her shit on this album. Yeah, she went dumb. Way, a big way. And again, I said there are many times on this album where like we heard her sound different. And that the way she ended this song again, the Uncle Johnny made my dress, that cheeks band, that she looked a mess. That whole <laughs> that whole situation, like this bitch said, yada yada yada, yada 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 yada. <laughs> she was just saying anything. Also, um what the fuck was I about to say? Um, yeah, it's crazy because you name me your favorite song and I'm like, yeah, I like that one too. And it's like, yeah, because I like the whole fucking album. I like the whole album. Let's, let's get that clear. I love the whole, <laughs> these are just the ones that I just feel like I gotta keep, I gotta listen to them. Like sometimes I gotta like cherry pick them and listen to them, but it's just, uh, I, as soon as I start hearing that, that rap, I just keep going back. It's so funny because I was hanging out with Jarrell on Sunday and we literally kept playing it over and over and over and over. Like the rap is just so good. Like the rap, like when Beyonce raps, I love it. And then you were mentioning like this is the song where uh J- Drake came in. Um, and if you really do close your eyes and you listen to that song, it it could have been a Drake song. Like it reminds me of like an earlier, maybe like Drake around his like sophomore album. It reminds me of like how, like a song he would have dropped back then. But it was a really just great cool chill song but still that dance beat like loved it and finally virgo groove Ugh, i love virgo groove like it is so groovy again it's hard to do disco trap and make it not sound corny but like tap it into that donna summer's Prince, even like cameo type of vibe. And at the end of it, that like that, those runs she was doing, she was wilding. Like, that's the only thing I can say is like she was just going crazy vocally at the end of that song. Like, you know, you're the love of my life. Like, she went nuts. And I just, it's important to remember like Beyonce is not just a pop star, she's a vocalist. Like, she is a vocalist. Yeah, exactly. And I feel like some... I mean, I'm not going to get too much into it, but I feel like some girlies try to do it, but they they don't got it locked down like she do. Like, it's a difference. Like, it's just... I can't explain it, but you know, you know, you know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Just a shout out to... Just shout out to Beyonce, like all the way, all up in your mind. Actually, honorary mention. I know we, I'm not going to go any further. No, I agree. I think that's one where we can agree that it's just different. And it it just makes me think of the 90s. Like, I hope she got black lipstick on in the video. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, I was saying um, that what if act two is the visuals? That's what people are like. I heard a few people say act one is the album, act two is the visual, act three is the, the tour. Um, honestly, yeah. I hope that's the truth because I can't take no more music. I have to really, <laughs> I need some time. I need time to process this. Yeah, that would be wild. Also, that would be some fly shit to like do stuff like that, like act one being out because like, it's I'm like that's again that's something new that people aren't doing because now people are trying to do the visual thing and it's like because she did that and it's like that would be so fucking decent like act one the album act two the like that's so bomb to me yeah same 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 <laughs> y'all hit us up 
Let us know what your fave for songs or fave for lyrics, fave for lines, something. Um, hit us up on the socials, you know, and let us know what's going on. Um, now, let's do a toast for a sis. Again, we're going to keep things all Beyonce related the entire show. Um, mm-hmm. And we, you just cannot appreciate Renaissance without, you know, giving credit to just the queer creative collective that helped to create this album that has been inspiring like so much of the things we love for so long, but specifically Renaissance, like Uncle Johnny, Big Frida, T.S. Madison, Grace Jones, so many people. Like you were just naming like uh, the person Moira who- Renee. Yes. Yes. Yeah, that's, ama- that's amazing. Like to, like, because I was reading some of their reactions to um, like being chose to um, be sampled and uh, so many people were just like, I, um, a friend of Moy Renee who um, who was also sampled in the song Pure Slash Honey um, was saying that like sh- she like just, um, well, they started, sorry, they just um, like burst, like cried because they were just so like happy. And also um, Moy Renee, who, um, who originally uh, did the song Miss Honey um, has passed on. Mm. Um, and her friend was saying that like, you know, I know that she would just be so excited about this. So that's so amazing. Um, also, I feel like it's because for me, and I know for a lot of people, once you hear, also, I love the fact that so many people are so interested in like, um, what's been sampled and what comes from where that's really cool to me because that's how you learn about people because there was some, you know, um, some queer artists on here that I have particularly haven't heard of, or I've heard of some of their songs, but I didn't know their name. And it's like making me want to look more into their work. So that's, this is how people learn. And also like just paying homage to her um, uncle, because like, if you are high, you know, about her uncle Johnny because Miss Tina has always yes. talked about him. Um, and Solange has mentioned him like they have, it's, it's not something that's like new, I guess it's new to people who aren't like high, but we have already like known it. And it's just like so great that she was able to finally in her way, um, give homage to him. And I feel like no matter how much time has passed, I feel like this was the right time to do that. Yes. Uh, yes. And also <laughs> I just think that like, we need to start, I think it, the conversation is being had now, like just like black films and how we we play off each other, like how we inspire each other so much. Like, I feel like no one likes to mention like the impact that the black queer community has mm-hmm. on all the things we do. And I understand that like sometimes like back in the eighties and like seventies, a lot of that, like a lot of things were inspired by like Diana Ross and uh, Donna Summers, but they were probably inspired by like the, the black queer community too. And it just never got named. And I know for mm-hmm. me personally, like my cousin Boo Boo, I would, he has he started my pop culture obsession. Like that was my first friend. And that was the, the first person in my life that was like, yeah, be a diva, you know, go crazy, snap, go hard to work it, you know? And for so many black girls, we had, we've had that, you know, gay man in our life that really, really helped us and developed us. But rarely do you like pay it back in any way. So I think that this was just like the beginning of something that just needs to happen more often. <laughs> like love, say, I agree. Say who inspired you out loud, say who inspired you out loud and pay those people too. 
Yes, for real. Hayom. So this lovely um love, rest in peace to Uncle Johnny, for real, for real. Yes. That was this is just it was a beautiful project. And the picture of Uncle Johnny and Miss Tina together, it just honestly it made me feel like very emotional. Yeah, same. All right, so let's move on into tea time now. All right, so let's go from the beginning. All right, we're going to talk about our full experience with Renaissance, like from the time the album was released to like some of the, the you know, mishaps that have came to our reaction and just how you feel when you listen to new music. So the album was leaked and I'm quite surprised. There were people who actually sent me the album and like, to me, Shane. I was like, you know, no shade, but like good friends were sharing it with me because I think that they wanted <laughs> me like not just rex by the way many people were sharing it with me in my life because i think that they were like here like have a heads up but for me it's very important that i receive a project in the way that the artist intended for me to receive it because like i am someone who has a certain idea of what i want you to feel when you are presented with something that i create i think about everything like even when like i'm doing a presentation for work my icebreaker is intentional to get you in a certain mindset like i'm you know it's just this control some control you want to have over the way people receive something and how Mm -hmm. they feel and i think you kind of get robbed of that when things get leaked so i don't listen to any leaks i don't look at any leaks i don't look at leaked photographs i don't look at nudes i don't look at anything because if it wasn't intended for me to see it in that way then i don't want to look at it i feel like yeah it's just weird it's an ethical conundrum to me that's why I don't like, like when people be like, no shade, but like when people watch stuff on like one, two, three movies and stuff, I don't do that, especially because I want to work in film. And like, I would honestly, I wouldn't like, um, I wouldn't be like, oh, fuck y'all. But I would honestly be like a little hurt because I'm like, damn, like I wanted people to see this as I intended it, like get the feel of it, like, you know, in the movies or like even watching in your house and streaming and stuff like that, whatever. But yeah, I didn't, um. When it was leaked, I first of all I was surprised. I was like, "Whoa!" Yeah, like, me too. Um, I'm like, "How did this happen?" Um, but yeah, I didn't listen to it at all because, like you said, I didn't. Also, I just like listen. I like when stuff just looks clean. Like that's why another reason why I don't like one, two, three movies or that kind of stuff. I like when stuff is clean and it's in the right place. Yeah, like what's some things called where that you 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 can break a jailbreak that thing? Oh yeah, jailbreak. I never did that. Sound like that. too chaotic. Like why are you trying to unleash everything? <laughs> yeah, I like. I just like following the, the rules with stuff. Me too. I feel like like the regulations are meant to protect you. I feel like some spooky shit gonna end up on my phone if you jailbreak <laughs> yeah, things. Yeah, like, like my phone started levitating and shit. Like no, Mm-mm. that's how I feel. <laughs> no, thank you. Yeah, but but so when it happened, like I. And like most of like the hive, like crazy hive individuals in my life, um, they did not listen. Um, I know that like some of my friends were tempted, but I definitely <laughs> wasn't because I'm like again, I'm real, I'm real strict about that. And it was crazy <laughs> to me that Beyonce was like, y'all didn't listen. So like as some type of data point told her that as a collective, the hive did not listen. So it's just so funny to know that this is that woman, like it. It was a respect thing, I think. I think that Beyonce hasn't done a single thing in the world for her fans not to respect her. 
You know, yeah. so it's like when it comes to us, you know how serious somebody take their work, you want to respect them. Mm-hmm. And it was so crazy that I saw it almost as like a case study on like LinkedIn. People were like, yeah, like how do you build this loyal of a community to the point where something they want is available to them and they still choose not to listen to it. And I'm like, I guess if I had to answer that, it would be respect. Like if your community respects you, respects your brand, they're not going to, they're not going to do it. They're it's not going to do it. It's true. Cause I really had no interest. Like I wasn't even as bad as I couldn't wait till the album came out. I just had no interest. For same. I felt the same way. I'm like, it's okay. I'm a, I'm a wait. Um, I was like, I'm going to behave. <laughs> it's creepy. Yeah, that's how I felt too. But guess what? It's fine because then the album came out in two days. Um, yeah. Did you listen to it literally at midnight? So I had fell asleep. <laughs> I had fell asleep. And I woke up in a panic because I'm like, fuck, like I fell asleep. Like I, my commute is like, it's not chaotic, but I'm like, I have to pay attention. But I was like, you know, fuck it. Like I'm just going to be real alert. Like look around. I'm going to use my strong sense. Like I'm just going to look around. And I listened to it um, on my commute. And I was like, whoa what the hell and when I first listened my head was so scrambled that I wasn't even like t- I was just so excited Same. I was trying to like tweak stuff like my reactions and stuff and I just was so like I was so um what's the word I'm looking for like I was just so I was overwhelmed and just so overstimulated and I just was like I had to calm myself down Same. to finally listen to it um on my day off actually same, Sabria. I when I first heard it, so I was on the phone like talking way late. I get off the phone at like four in the morning. Mm-hmm. I fucking go wash my face and I nearly jump out of my skin. I said, Alexa, play Renaissance. Like play it now. <laughs> so I'm listening. I had to whisper that in case she really started playing it. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, our podcast would be done, though. Yes, yes. We would have to pay $1 billion. <laughs> I ain't got it. I am not got it. Um, So I was just like, play it. And then I'm listening to it. And like, again, I'm that girl being the first thing. So like hearing her just started with, I'm that girl is killing me to the point where I said, I got to Alien Superstar. I knew that was my favorite soon as I got to like the next, I said, you know what? I'm a, I got to stop. I got to get to bed because I'm delirious and this <laughs> is too much. It's draining me. So then I was like, again, trying to, I was listening to it, but I'm like this, every time I listened to it, I had to keep starting it over from the beginning. Cause I'm like, oh my God, this is crazy. This is crazy. And then I finally like started to just you know how you just got to like listen to an album two or three times mm-hmm. to really, really get it in your mind. And then I became addicted. I'm like, I can't stop. <laughs> Anytime I don't have to talk, I'm listening to this album. I'm listening to it. I'm listening to it. I'm listening to it. And then the more I listen to it, the more I'm just like, I can't believe we're in. It took me right back to B-Day. Like when I was in what ninth grade when that came we was in ninth grade when bd yeah, came yeah. out and i just remember like being so obsessed with the project and i'm just like beyonce does this thing to me where it's like she just released things that i've never heard before but make me feel my prettiest my sexiest and i'm just like i'm, I'm so i'm enjoying this like i'm just enjoying the moment the same with self-titled like it's just such a fun moment when you really mm-hmm. just get that you you get the album it goes beyond your expectations, you're in love. Like, that's the cycle. Exactly. I would have to say, by 
far. Like this is probably one of my, this is one of my favorite albums by her. Like it just, I, I don't even feel right listening to one song. Like I feel like every time I listen to it, I have to listen to it in order. Yep. Yep. Because mm-hmm, of the transitions. Though, like, yeah, because the transitions. Even though, like, right now, after we get off, I want to listen to America Has a Problem. But I like listening to it, like, as it, like, because I feel like it tells a story. It does. It tells a story. The transition from, The like, transitions what, is crazy. It's, That's it's like, something different. I love it so, so, so much. And I was having... I just was like feeling so proud of Beyonce because it's hard to be a Beyonce fan because after Homecoming, to me, I, f- I thought that was the greatest thing of all time ever <laughs> created. And I was like, "There's this is so beautiful that I feel stressed about what's next. How could it get better? What right? could she be doing? What, how can you get better? And like that type of pressure I put on myself and I'm not even creating it. I'm just like, <laughs> what, what can she do differently to be better? Like, I just don't be knowing. So... When I got when I saw this album, I said she is a genius. She's incredible. She's talented. And then I was like, let me go back to Crazy in Love, the first album. I went back because I remember when Crazy in Love, the single dropped. I thought this is the best thing that ever happens. And I'm like, that's this is why I think I am such a fan because every time every era of Beyonce to me, I feel like this is the best thing that I've ever seen. And I've been yeah. feeling, I've been in, I've been crazy in love ever since crazy <laughs> in love. Like I, I'm in, I feel like I am so in love with this woman. <laughs> and also I love, um, the fact that she has such an eye and an ear for talent that I feel like she like, gathers the best group of create the creatives and just like with like the song production like the visuals like the costuming the makeup and stuff like I feel like she has the best of the best people and like sometimes like it's crazy because this one guy I think he was on energy he like was uh, tweeting about it and like he's not even verified on twitter and he has like 10k yeah and I'm uh 10k followers and I'm like but he was on a Beyonce song like that's crazy. I feel like she don't care about like, um, like what does this person, what has this person done like on TikTok or what does this person do? She's like, what, is the talent there? Yep. Yep. That's her. And she literally will go on YouTube and be like, I saw this really cool dance. So I decided to fly these people out. And I, it's so irritating to me that people are like, how many TikTok followers do you have? That's how you get your record deal. Meanwhile, there are people like Beyonce who are like, you ain't got to be verified to work with me because talent is talent. When will you learn? When will y'all learn? Like you don't need, uh, following doesn't equal talent. It does not equal that. And recently I've been like looking at people who are like writers in the creative like industry. When I tell y'all they be having under 3,000 followers on Instagram, like what if I told y'all some of y'all favorite writers to some of y'all favorite shows are either A, not on Instagram or B, not popping, like, but they got the credentials, you know, yeah, it's, it's just insane how like people get brain brainwashed by that. But yeah, beyond, it's just, she definitely has an ear and an eye for talent and I really appreciate it. Um, I was like, crack it up at the response so i have have been taking a break from twitter but i've been wanting to download it again simply to like hop into the conversations about this album but i've been looking at like you know you know how people will compile like reaction tweets and i was just so Mm -hmm. happy to see like everybody you know collectively enjoying (laughs) the album but you know there were some people who were just like it's not it's not everybody not gonna get it it's for the girls (laughs) It's for the girls. It's not it's, for all of y'all. 
exactly like it's for like women who it's like fans who just had enough and it's just like it's time to dance it's time to dance like it's 1979 like <laughs> it's time to dance like it's 1989 actually like that's what i yeah, no, it's, it's just, all up in that era it's all in that era in yeah from the 1979 to honestly to 1989 i feel like it's it's that time it's it's for the girls who want to have fun that's how i feel exactly. it's not for the people who just like to be somber and realistic like go listen to j cole if that's how you feel like mm-hmm. if you want to dance and you want to be sexy and you want to wear body glitter then you, you listen to renaissance but exactly. if you want to like if you if you still in your sad era then you may not be ready for renaissance like you mm-hmm. might need to you might need to heal some more <laughs> it's just not for everybody but the people is for it's it's i feel like it's a especially for us like Period. i think that some people in this world are just vibrant and fun and optimistic even if you might have a little depression anxiety your soul and your spirit is like very bright and sometimes I don't get what I need from this music from this era sometimes like I do got to go back and listen to a Prince or like a Janet Jackson to really not get like twerk music we got enough twerk music this generation (laughs) but I'm talking about that like soul enlightening music we don't get it too often and I do think that this album definitely tapped on my soul in a different way yeah it definitely gave me that it definitely it just was like I just felt like the whole time I felt again I felt like I was on a roller coaster ride and yes. I just loved it. Like I really felt like I was on a ride and I just like I don't know when I'm gonna stop listening to it because like even as we talk now, like I'm like craving it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, same Sabrina. I'm like, I cannot <laughs> wait to get off so I can listen to it. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely I'm craving it. I wish that like I wish they could be playing in the background, but again, we don't have a billion dollars to give Beyonce, so it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. We it's would, okay. Yeah, it would be over for us. It's like game over. <laughs> um, so with that, you know, the album uh leaked, we mentioned that, but there were two other major, like, kind of like negative points. And one was like I mentioned that um uh, Heated was one of my favorite songs. However, Heated is going to, you know be going through some changes. So in Beyonce's rap, she was saying like she was she she mentioned the word spaz, which can be is considered ableist. Um and like you said earlier, Beyonce takes feedback. So she will be removing mm-hmm. um that word from uh heated moving forward, which serves as an example, like Lizzo recently did removed uh, some language that was offensive and Beyonce has too. And this is what learning and growing is going to look like. I think that like we should all be trying to minimize harm as much as possible. We should all be trying to say what words are offensive. And we, when you know better, you should simply do better. Mm -hmm. But we also got to be honest. And I think now, and I've realized that from having a podcast more than ever, sometimes you say shit, and you be dead wrong and people going to have to correct you and you're going to have to take it. <laughs> like, yeah. that's it. You just, it can happen to everybody because nobody belongs to every single community. Yeah, it's true. So I'm happy. Try to pretend, but. Would you say, Sabrina? I said, some people try to pretend. Some people try to pretend like they know everything, how to not offend <laughs> everything and everybody. And I think the the more I grow and the more people I'm exposed to, the more I realize, like, mm, as much uh, as much as like I can be marginalized, 
I can also be very privileged. And Mm -hmm. that is a hard thing to balance sometimes. Like knowing like when what you say can cause harm, even if you didn't mean it, like you just got to be able to name it. That's Mm -hmm. it. That's so true. I'm happy, like, cause somebody like a Beyonce could get away with ignoring it, but the fact that she didn't is again like, yes, be this is yeah. for this should be for everyone to feel joy, not for yeah. some people. <laughs> exactly, that shit was edited today. Yeah, and there was another edit. So, um, before the album was released, uh, it was brought to Khaleesi's attention that she was credited on the song Energy as a writer. And Khaleesi was just like, whoa, what? Like, I didn't get permission. I didn't get no check. What is happening? Why am I, why am I in it? Um, and she was so upset that she like took to videos and was just like, look, this is not the first time she's stolen from me. We know each other. She could have contacted me. Um, Pharrell, this is very deliberate. This is another way to like, you know, show off and use work that was stolen from me. Um, and that back in those days, things like that happened all the time. It was a bad deal. And yeah, cause like, she was a teenager. And she, um, well, it was from milkshake, it. right? Um, yeah, oh, but, but when she, when she initially, deal, yeah, she, yeah. she was saying that it happened all the time. And like, we know that to be the truth. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's happened to many like creatives of like Mace, like a lot of people like, come on, it's just not new news that people be getting fucked over by mm-hmm. the industry with deals and con- like it's happening to Megan Thee Stallion right now. Like it just happens. So she felt like it was a personal attack. And she says that she feels like Beyonce copies off of her all the time. Um, somebody even mentioned Rihanna and she was like, one at a time but it's definitely you know one of those moments where she felt like I'm pissed off I'm tired of people taking from me so I will not hold you uh I was just like what the fuck Beyonce you know better like why would you do that to like a woman another black woman like in 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 music and I just was like what is going on here because she's usually so careful about stuff like that yeah Um, and it was later revealed that like okay Khalees actually you know it was so you listen to the song Energy and you do hear some lalas in the background that definitely like f- sound like Khalees' signature, you know, la 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 on like milkshake. And you also apparently there were some drums that were sampled. Mm-hmm. Um, but on the actual milkshake, it says Pharrell and somebody else were the people who Chad, who Hugo, who, the yeah, Neptunes, who, Hugo. So it's just my thing is this. If their names were on the the credits, why include Khalees at all? Did you feel like that was going to be like a here girl? Like, cause I'm like, I don't know how you could have thought that because somebody don't want their name on something. They would want the money. Like their name yeah, is half exactly. the battle. Like they would want their permission and mm-hmm. they would want the money. So I felt like it was an attempt to like, be like, Oh, look, I'm including you. And yeah. then it didn't. So I do understand Khalees's anger, but in listening to the song, I didn't right away. I would have never connected that to Milkshake had they not even like, had, had she not named her? Yeah, I yeah I agree. And also when um the video of somebody like pointing out the sample, yeah, I didn't know. Also like again, I was so excited listening to it the first time, but like now, like I can kind of hear it. But yeah, I thought it was more a little bit more blatant than that. 
Yeah, I thought it was literally going to be like Beyonce was like my milkshake bring. Like I really thought she was going to be doing something like that, like literally sampling her in that way. Like I thought I was going to hear Kalisa's voice or something, yeah. and I didn't hear. I don't think her voice was on there. It was just kind of like Beyonce singing the la la part, and it was some drums. But the good news is um, that she's going to do that over completely. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the right thing to do, if we're being yeah. honest. Like, I really do. First, I thought it was just a drum noise. But earlier today, I heard the la-la. And I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> like, well, this does sound like the la-la's from, like, Khaleesi's song. And if you, I'm going to be honest with you. I think it's not a secret that Khalise feels like Pharrell has wronged her in a very big way. That yeah. is just not a secret. So honestly, don't know. I know, you know, Pharrell is the blueprint for a lot of different things. If if I were to work with Pharrell, because I do understand his like power and his talent, what I would do is not do anything involving Khalees. <laughs> Like at all yeah, as a black exactly. woman. If you must work with him as a black woman because you just feel like that's oh my god, I love you know, they do make magic together, Beyonce and Pharrell, but it's like why do, don't include anything involving Khalees is what I would have yeah. went. Cause also finding out that how he did Khalees, like as I got older, I'm like that made me like so sad because I really liked them together. Me too. I think that they they definitely again made magic and Pharrell like the way he like killed Ariana Grande's album. I know it wasn't the white people's favorite, but it was really 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 good. Yeah. It was so good. But the thing is like I understand like why somebody would want to work with him from a talent perspective, but I don't think that Kalisa felt the solidarity that she needed to feel from a lot of big a lot of black, a lot of black people. Period, but specifically yeah. the black women, because like again, like she called out Brianna, and some people was like, "Now girl, now girl, now girl," but it's like at the same time, something I never mentioned was like, "All right." Police mentioned that she was physically abused by Nas. They would fight the same day that Rihanna's, you know, situation with Chris Brown happened and was in the news. She was looking at bruises on her own body. I remember that quote, and then we see that Nas is on the Savage, he's performing on the Savage Fashion Show. And in my mind, I was like, wait a minute, why are you giving the abuser the stage? I was quiet because I was like, I don't get it. But can if I was Khalees, I would be like, fuck you. Like, are you yeah, kidding yeah. me? <laughs> are you kidding yeah, me? I would be upset. I would be very upset. So, you know, I love all three of the women I just named. I love Rihanna, Khalees, and Beyonce. But I, I, some points were made across the board. I will say that. Exactly. I'm happy that Beyonce is fixing it and removing removing it. Same. That was very... I'm like... First of all, I'm like, damn, I didn't know y'all could do shit like that. That's the digital age for you. <laughs> hey, mine. <laughs> girl. Not girl. <laughs> Ooh, she's right. She's right. Yeah, but our, I'm going to say, but the CDs won't change. <laughs> I can't I wait. I know, and I got the vinyl. So I got it three times. I got the CDs, I got two vinyls. So yeah, I that's amazing. Yeah. That is so good. Also, like the tour, like is the tour coming up? And if so, where's your dream seating? 
Yeah, because I'm like, child, like, the way... I need to get my credit together, because they be giving American Express people the first... They be giving them the first (laughs) dibs, okay? When I tell you right now, I just want to be in a box. Like, I feel like it was really, really great being on the floor, but I'm just... I don't know how when I'm gonna feel comfortable to be near people again, because yeah. um, um, Mr. Monkeypox decided <laughs> to like pop out, and yeah. then we got COVID still. So I really want to be, I want to be in a box. Same, you know, I want to be in a box as well. I will. I don't know why I was proper shit. I said I want to be in a box as well. <laughs> <laughs> I was like uh, talking about this with Sean and Jarrell. Jarrell was like, I want to see her. I want to be up close. And me and Sean was like, no, we trying to be in a box. Like, I feel like once you do it one time, don't, don't get me wrong. It was amazing. But I want to just be able to watch, just be able to stare. I just want to be able to yeah, drift same. off. Yeah, same. I want to be in a box too. Because I also like, I don't know if I could take it standing up. I will probably... <laughs> You know, I don't know. So I was pushing your feet in the air when you fall. And your ankles be up in the air. Yeah, as soon as she be like, you, Nick, I just go down. <laughs> no, nothing can occur. I probably tell the story all the time. But when we went to go see Beyonce uh, together for the Miss Carter tour. And so it was like, say, say it was supposed she was supposed to go on at 8 o'clock. At eight at seven fifty nine, <laughs> the flag with her name, the beat, rolls down, and Sabria starts screaming and crying. <laughs> and like me, I was couldn't rubbing her arm. It. I was like, "It's okay, it's all right." <laughs> I couldn't take it. I really couldn't handle but it. I was like, I was clenching my shoulders. I was like, "It's okay," but I'm like, "Is it?" Like, I don't know. Because I was like, "Bitch, we really the fuck here." <laughs> no, <laughs> I think it. You know what? I still don't know which direction she came from. When she got on stage, she literally fucking exploded out of the floor. I said, yeah. Huh? What yeah. the fuck? And just started dancing real fast. And I was like, who <laughs> the fuck? Where did she come from? I just saw, I heard a pop noise, and then she just started dancing to girls. Yeah, I was like, what the fuck? And she looked so small. She looked very and, small. And it just was, everything just happened so fast. I couldn't believe we were seeing her live. I had to person. stop looking at her. I had to look at the screen. Because- oh, yeah, I remember we stopped looking at <laughs> I can't look at her. I can't do this. I can't look at her. And then I, I kept looking at the screen and you were like, look at her. Look at her. <laughs> but you know what's funny? My parents know me so well that they bought tickets for. So they got me tickets to see her with Iman. And then they got me tickets the next week I saw her. Um, but my when I saw her the second week, I was like further away. I was like up like in a box. And they did that because they knew the first time I saw her, I would be in shambles. Going crazy. <laughs> so they so I saw her twice back to back. Um, like within a week span. And when I tell y'all those shows were identical, it was crazy. It was literally and like I've been to a lot of concerts, I've been to a lot of shows. Um, probably I've probably been over like over a hundred concerts and I'm only 30 but when I tell y'all the shows were literally identical the sound was I because y'all know when you go to concerts sometimes it'd be like sometimes it'd be, the mic be like giving that echo or like the singer they'd be like hey guys until like the album the chip on saying it was none of that shit like both concerts were identical it was crazy it was the craziest thing I've ever seen 
as well. Seriously. Oh my God. I love her. Love her. Um, so yes, uh, thank you. Thank you, Beyonce. Thank you, Boo Ivy. Like Renaissance is oh my God. So, so, so amazing. I can't, I can't wait for the wait. visuals. Yeah. I can't I'm wait starving. for the visuals. Like, I can't wait. I feel like these visuals are going to have me in the house for a few days. Yeah, I need it so bad. Like, yeah, give it to me. Give it to me now. Give it to me now. That's how I feel about the visuals. <laughs> That's how I feel. Like every day I wake up and I think, please yeah. give me them. Ugh. All right. So let's get into the sunken place. Again, still Beyonce related, <laughs> like the rest of the show. Um, it it just never fails. I feel like people just know that the beehive stings, yet they don't stop like talking. All right, so there's a songwriter, brilliant songwriter, by the name of Diane Warren. And she wrote on Twitter on August 1st, which was yesterday, how can there be 24 writers on a song? <laughs> Damn, she's 65? <laughs> Sorry. I ain't gonna lie. I ain't think she would. I thought she was older than that. But anyway, um, how can there be 24 writers on a song? So she's the writer of nine number one hits that don't share credits, right? So I guess that was like a flexible moment for her. But then the dream, yes, the dream, who also was part of the writing team for uh for Renaissance, like decided to hop in and like yeah. give Diane a little bit, <laughs> a little piece of his uh his mind. Hold on, let me find the quotes because I just lost them. But one thing I will say is that Beyonce and Solange love the dream. Yeah, they they be having that nigga. They keep his ass employed, okay? Having him writing, okay? Literally, literally. Okay, so here here we are. So Diane says she didn't mean to write all that stuff, but before, okay, so that original tweet was, you know, why do you need 24 writers on the song? And the dream said, you mean, how does one, how does our black culture have so many writers? Well, it started because we couldn't afford certain things starting out. So we started sampling and it became an art form, a major part of the black culture, hip hop in America. Had that era not happened, who knows? You good? By the way, I know <laughs> it's not a one-on-one writing contest you're looking for from no one over here. And you don't want that smoke. And you know I love you, but come on, stop <laughs> acting like your records haven't been sampled. And she wrote, I didn't mean that as an attack or as disrespect. I didn't know this. Thank you for making me aware of it. No need to be mean about it. <laughs> <laughs> and she literally wrote, Okay, I mean no disrespect to Beyonce, who I've worked with and admire. I'm sorry for the misunderstanding. My thing is, girl, yes, you did mean some harm. I really hate this. Yeah, she was being shady boots. And I'm like, my thing is, it makes, first of all, the dream, I love that explanation because I didn't know that about, because I'm so used to just songs, like, since, like, being a millennial, like, just, we just used to stuff being, like, samples. Um, so I just thought like, that's just how shit went and his explanation. I'm like, I love that. Cause I didn't know that. And that's how, you know, that he is in it for the long run. Like this is his shit. Yeah. And I love that so much. And that's why his work is like so good. His writing is so good. Um, but the fact that it's not like she was a regular old Joe Schmo accident. She's a fucking writer and she's written with Beyonce. Before. Exactly. So to throw shade on somebody that you have written for, my thing is, 
why ask that question on Twitter.com if you didn't want it to be mistaken as shade? You could have texted the dream. You could have texted the dream. You could have asked any of your, I'm sure, like, bitch, you wrote for Cher and Celine Dion. I'm sure you got a big circle of creators you can tap into if you really wanted to know. I, my, again, one thing I can't stand is when somebody's shady and can't stand in it. Like, you thought you was going to get one response, but you got another. And now it's no need to be mean about it. Like, listen, nothing but you can't take away somebody's talent. And clearly Diane is talented. Like I'm looking that she wrote, if I could turn back time by Cher, because you love me by Celine Dion. That's all I needed to hear. That is one of my all time favorite songs. And I had no clue that this was like the mastermind behind it, but don't try to like, be like, you know, nose in the air, hoity toity. (laughs) How how do you have 24 writers on a song? Because if you were listening to the song, you would know that a lot of it was sampled and you have to name those people. So, and also like a lot of people, you can get 50 writers together. Mm -hmm. You can literally get 50 writers in one room and they're still not going to be able to deliver because everybody just don't have it. Now, there are people like Mariah Carey who can be singers and songwriters, like literally who have that skill set. But like, don't nobody, everybody's not like that. Exactly. (laughs) Back in the day, people weren't like that. So it was like the, the fact that that's the expectation for Beyonce to me just seems like yet another opportunity to try to like belittle like just just not want to name her as the genius that she is or the icon that she is. Yeah, the disrespect is wild to me. Like it's so wild. Like people be so jealous and like so upset that she just be on her shit. Like she just so on her shit, she full of surprises. I'm like, you would think that like people would be inspired by that, inspired by that, but they be feeling threatened. It's wild. And I think that like here here's another thing. I don't really like about things like this. I just feel like nobody ever wants to admit that like a black woman could be this talented on purpose. Like it's always got to be a catch, mm-hmm. you know, like especially when you are like sexy and this, you know, conventionally attractive way. It's like, you can't be smart. Like you can't, mm-hmm. you couldn't have done any of what you've done on purpose or with any intentionality. And, you know, it's just this trying to play on that imposter syndrome. And maybe Diane did not know that that's what she was doing when she yeah. was doing it. But Whoa, I think that there sorry. is she wrote, a, if you ask me to, Whoa. Oh, to the dream. No, no, she wrote, if you ask me to, you know, Patti LaBelle song and then Celine Dion did it. You know wow. that song? That, wow. Yeah. That's wow. a banger. Yeah, no, like not, I'm not coming at like any of her talent. Cause like to hear that somebody wrote that many number ones without any other credits, like, come on, you can't, you got to put some respect on her name. But yeah, that's j- on like B, oh, she wrote my favorite Cher song, just like Desi James. Holy shit. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, I'm dragging her, but I'm like, damn. No, but it's anyway, like, it's not a drag. It's a, yeah, like, it's you need to be culturally sensitive when you critique a certain group of people because it just sounds, it it be sounding a little racist to me. I ain't going to lie. Do, like, they hate like, me feeling racist. Exactly. It do. And also, like, that's exciting. Like, having all those, first of all, as somebody who is, like, wants to get into, you know, writing that, that's what I want my career to be, um, it is exciting to have, see writers get paid. Like, for real. Yeah. Because it ain't easy. Huh. 
So it's like that that's number one. The fact that because once you get credit, you get airplay and stuff like that, that's you know, some coin. Um, so I'm like, this that's why I'm like not too much on writers, cause like so this is constantly coming and it's always what it comes to Beyonce, like because I remember it was some meme and it was saying like a Beatles song, and it was like just one John Lennon or something wrote it. And then it was like a Beyonce song, and it was all these writing credits. Like, first of all, John Lennon's dead. So <laughs> let's put that out there. Um, the Beatles was not even given that much. So, like, let's that's number two. Like that era is over, whatever, strawberry fields forever is done anyway but it don't matter one or two writers stuff like that it's it's more than one way to do things that's exactly. just it there is more than one way to do everything like if you're being honest there's about maybe 100 ways to successfully do everything so simply because it's not your way and it's like these conversations happen in music all the time and like in the name of like Jay-Z nobody wins when the family feuds you know music <laughs> is supposed to be about you know celebrating all different types of ways to do it but like it's just this like prestige nose in the air attitude that comes with it sometimes and it's just I, I just don't like it like new rappers want to be like oh this rapper's wearing skinny jeans he's a bitch he can't be part of the culture you know or you're you're using these this many samples like that's not how to do it it's like stop trying to police somebody else's art they can do it how they want to do it. That's just exactly, it. Exactly, exactly. And it's good. And that makes sense. Like that every like it makes sense to get because like one thing about Beyonce, somebody joked that like if somebody deliver a pizza, she gonna give them credit. And I'm like, yeah, like I feel <laughs> like that's how it should be. Exactly, exactly. So Miss Diane, I really appreciate you. That Celine <laughs> Dion song. Again, you ate that up, but you know. Just watch it. That's all. Just, just yeah. Like, stop being weird. Because, like, you literally could have texted your friends. Like, I mean, I know she's sixty five. She like, I know she, you know, whatever. But she could have, you know, DM. You know how to tweet. You could have DM somebody. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Here's my thing. Um, if Miss Diane Warwick can like be on, you know, Twitter the right way, so can the rest of you. You know. Yeah. That's, why would you act it. like that? Yeah, yeah she did right shake your body. Shout out to her for that. It felt pretentious. <laughs> That's the thing. <laughs> it felt very pretentious. That's the word I did. Been looking it for. really did. Oh, wait a minute. Sorry. I didn't know she wrote um For You I Will by Monica, Unbreak My Heart by Tony Braxton. <laughs> I didn't know my own strength. What? Oh, that's a yeah. white queen right there. <laughs> about brandy oh yeah that's a white queen right there <laughs> that's why somebody said you could talk shit somebody said when well, you could talk shit when you wrote shake my shake your body the time <laughs> but yeah like it's i get it it was very but she definitely got some heavy hits um oh that's how i feel yeah <laughs> Yeah, her pen crazy. <laughs> what? Wait a god! For you, I will. What? Diane, what have you gone through for you to be able to have this much range? <laughs> yeah. No, she must have had some amazing love in her life to be able to write these songs. She, yeah, her pen go dumb. Have you ever by Brandy? <sighs> That's why she thinks she can be in black women business because she like <laughs> she been writing all these hits. She yeah, thinks she, she wrote she a lot us. of songs for Pay La Bell too. 
Yeah, that's why she. I understand she got confused, but Diane just just relax. That's all. You Damn, still good. unbreak my heart. That's she a, crazy. Diane, like, <laughs> <laughs> like, where did you get this from? Like, yeah, I'm looking at this woman crazy. who looked like Chris Jenner's little sister <laughs> with the bangs, and then all of a sudden she like come out. Her pen is fired. That's why I'm like the dream. Be careful now. You you battling. The person who did not that he his pen is not. Oh, that's a lot of talent. This is her shit crazy. I've been the whole time we were talking. I just been scrolling on her like the stuff that she wrote, and it's not done. Like I'm still scrolling. See, I was impressed alone by "Because You Love Me" by Celine Dion. Like I felt like I didn't need to know anything else. But then when you, please, Monica, for you I will. Her shit crazy. Like, like she, it's, she wrote some of the greatest love times of our generation. That yeah. kind of made my stomach hurt to think about that much talent. That's just crazy to me. But yeah, uh, her shit is dumb. Like I just stopped scrolling. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. She wrote shit for Al Green. What? I gotta say, this is the only sunken place where we have like given so much somebody the most respect <laughs> and ate them up at the same time. <laughs> Yeah, because she crazy as shit. Her pen go dumb, okay? But that's what I'm saying. You got so much knowledge. Why would you do that? Like, why would you, um, why couldn't you just ask your, like, your homies? Because I know you, like, you a boss in the game. I just you know? don't get it. I just don't get why the hate. And, like, she has worked with Beyonce before. Again, she may have She could have texted her and be like, girl, why you got 24 Or she could have minded her fucking business. That's <laughs> another thing she could have done. Like, it it was never her business why there were 25 you know why she's six? You know why she's talented? Why? It says Warren has never married and does not think of herself as a person of commitment. How in her she interviews, she has said she believes that the, her lack of romantic life has her more peculiar as a songwriter. It oh makes her God. more peculiar as a songwriter. So it's crazy how you can write so many fantastic love songs. She said, I have love. never been in love like in my songs. I'm not like normal people. I'm no good at relationships. I draw drama to me. It's the Jew in me. That's what she said. <laughs> Yeah, well, she got some points there. I get her, Diane. Not the Jew in me part, because I would not know what that feels like. But I do know, like, the drawn the drama. Drawn yeah. drama to me feels not like... Not her being uh, sis. Not us getting her together and be like, wait, that's sis. Yeah. <laughs> that's crazy to I'm never... actually identify a lot with Diane now that I'm... <laughs> wow. Yo, Eric, cut this out. Yo. Cut this out. <laughs> It was embarrassing. It was really no... I just felt like she was the person that got on my nerves the most this week, but she still is just... Because um, why did she... I'm say- really a fan <laughs> of Diane altogether, though. Because I knew she had hits under her belt, but I didn't know that to what extent. Because I've heard of her before, but I didn't know to that extent. You know? Oh, my gosh. I just keep thinking, for you, I will. Like, What? And that's crazy. She's a she's never been in love to the extent of her songwriting. That's a I'm sorry. That's a genius. <laughs> that's literally a genius. But she's also show goes to show you that love as we know it is a con. Like why do we even people who haven't even been in love just write songs because it's like cinematic. Like we they don't yeah. actually be feeling it, and then it's a trap because you go get with it. You you expect that from a nigga. Meanwhile, he he uh picking his belly button. So it's just like really really difficult like to believe that like is love a. a, a 
Never mind. I don't gotta go there right now. <laughs> yeah, that was a wild ride. But again, she's still she's still the point. I mean, all right. Okay, this is the sunken place. Technically, run it. But for this show, necessarily, it's not necessary. Not necessarily sunken place. It's just like, girl, what was you doing? So this yeah. is called. This is called, girl, what was you doing? Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm saying. I'm renaming it because it's not very sunk. It's very, girl, what are you doing? You know. Diane, just because be careful. That's what exactly, it is. Exactly. Because she do that. She again. We are high down, but low key, she do have the goal. <laughs> <laughs> she definitely like Beyonce said I talk like this because I can back it up yeah she hold her own and she hold her own she you know. very sturdy but she just de- shouldn't have said that that's all it's exactly simply that. it's girl what are you doing this is not the sunken place okay we take Period. it back it's girl Period. what are you doing because when well, you should have texted her that's wild that's bold you know this was a very interesting um <laughs> Yeah, yeah, because I think that um, if I would have known she wrote that, if I would have known she wrote Unbreak My Heart, uh, For You I Will, Have You Ever, I probably would have like entered the conversation differently. So I just think that, yeah, it's a girl, what was you, it's a girl, what you doing, but also I'm really a big fan. Yeah, <laughs> she definitely, that is crazy. She, oh yeah, well. I mean, it's not about when women have that black that black bob like with the bangs. They always about they fucking business. Like, yeah, it really is something with that style. It really is. <laughs> yeah, I went fuck with a white lady with that cut. When a white lady got that cut, she getting the big bags. Like, <laughs> she is a business genius. <laughs> That's wild. But that anyway, wild. um, moving on. <laughs> Um, Diane, the dream, be safe. Uh, moving into the common senses. So, like we said, Renaissance has, it's just amazing to be entering a new era, to be growing and to be stepping into like womanhood in a different mm-hmm. way right now. Yes. Like it feels like we were just talking earlier, me, Sabria and Eric about how like aging just feels like something that like you almost can't wait for other people to do because all the like I we could talk about it we can explain it but it is it's crazy to just be like this is going to keep happening I'm going to get mm-hmm. older I'm going to keep keep changing all these experiences are going to pile up and it's just it starts to mean something new and all of a sudden the things you were concerned about like you're not concerned about anymore you're concerned about new things and it feels a bit like a relief um so Beyonce's album was all about like only I can judge me like I'm happy with me and I'm comfortable in my skin cozy like Mm -hmm. you know and I think that that again is something that comes with age if you're doing life the right way you just I think that's how development is supposed to work in theory um so we want to talk about like how when you talk it's all this self-love rhetoric like not just Beyonce it's not just that it's all about like love yourself love yourself and I think for a long time what that meant for me is like 
I'm going to love myself, but the parts of me that I like the most. Like, what does everyone else say is nice about me? Oh, people say that they like my dimples. Therefore, I'm going to just love those things. And the parts of me that I don't like, I kind of am just going to ignore it and pretend like they don't exist, you know, and really just hide it. Like, if I don't like, I don't know, hyperpigmentation, I'm going to cover that area. If I don't like a stretch mark, I'm just not going to show that. And I think that, for, that that's not how it works. You can't love pieces of you. You have to love all of you. And I'm literally there. Like the things I hate about me, I'm just like, no more. Like I'm not, I'm I'm not going to do that anymore. So Mm -hmm. literally cozy with the parts of me that I, I don't necessarily love. Like that's what this is about. How do you, being cozy with 100% of you, not 50, 60, 90, 100. Exactly. Um, it's weird because I feel like it's happening, like it gradually has happened like this year, actually, mm. um, where I just realized that um, the correlation between you have to appreciate yourself, love yourself for who you are now in order to grow and to change. Because if you hold on to, because like you move yourself forward. So if you hold on to that hate for yourself, then you are setting yourself back. And also, a lot of people can see that. Mm. A lot of people can see that the animosity you have towards yourself, and that's going to make people not want to interact with you. It's not. It's going to make like little things harder for you. Like for instance, I feel like since I love myself and I accept myself for who I am now, um, is people are more attracted to me and I feel like I have a yep. more like an easier time like building friendships and like just drawing like people who are just very caring to me um because I'm more mindful of how I talk to myself talk about myself like obviously I still like make jokes and stuff like that um but it's not in a self-deprecating way it's just like ugh, like whatever way um but i really do like i'm starting to appreciate um like i'm at the point where i don't even like you know again like i have i will you know fit if you have fitness really is a journey you fall off you on you on you off you off whatever um and right now like i have fell off and i'm trying to get back on again and i'm at the point where for the first time in my life where I'm not like, oh my God, I'm this, I'm that, I'm that. I hate that. I'm just like, it is what it is. Like, mm-hmm. it is what it is. I'm not going to cry about it. I'm not going to beat myself up about it. It is what it is. Because if I go into it, like, oh, like I'm doing this because I hate myself. I look at da, 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 it's going everything's going to be miserable. I'm going to be miserable. I don't have time for that. Like, I'm just accepting myself for who I am. And it's crazy because it's that's drawing more people to me. And I feel like the more I am myself, the more I'm like appreciative of who I am and like, you know, more relaxed in how I feel about myself and not being like, Oh, I got to do this. I got to fit in this. Blah, 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 blah. The more people like want to be around me. And the more I'm just being like, I feel like I'm being my authentic self. Cause I just don't, I don't really like, I'm not that hung up on um and I feel like that makes once I get myself back on my feet with my fitness journey that's going to make stuff easier because it's like I'm really doing it to like for health this time 
Um, and I'm not doing it for like this and that and like just being like, oh, so somebody will love me because I'm small. Because it's like that shit is not true, you know? It's just not true. It's yeah. simply not true. And I'm actually, I've noticed that way that you've talked about yourself and fitness has changed a lot from even like, again, last year. And it's just, it's a good thing. It feels like, it feels like watching you be kind to yourself is like, oh my God, yeah, she should be kind to herself. But sometimes when it comes to like myself, I find myself not always being the same way. Like, you know, and that's when I, I think my journey has not, like I I went into this year thinking I was confident enough. Like mm-hmm. this is the beauty about learning and growing. You always think like, oh, I'm good enough here. And then you start to unpack and uncover new things just like as you seek to level up mm-hmm. like in my life I'm like I want everything different I don't want to do nothing the same as I've done last year I don't want to be in relationships the same way I was last year I don't want to have the same relationship with fitness I don't want to have the same relationship with money um I want to continue continue to go forward and like really live that life that's in my head but it's like it becomes very apparent that you cannot level up until you until you do complete the mission that you're supposed to complete on this mm-hmm. level. Like that's just it. Like you can't get past it's like playing a game where you literally just can't unlock the level until you learn what you need to do to get to the next level. And I think for me, it's impossible to say that, oh, I want the best ever for myself, but to not fully love something. So mm-hmm. I started to kind of go a little bit deeper. And like I do notice where it's just like I only will show people what I want them to see. Like that's just it. I don't want them to see anything that makes me feel like I'm not perfect. I don't want them to see the flaws in my work out of fear that people won't think I'm smart enough. I don't want people to see like me ever being messy because I don't want them to think that I'm just never me- never neat. I don't want people to not see me looking my prettiest because I feel like if you don't look your prettiest, then you look like a troll or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. I always felt like I feel like the op- like there's no dress down. Like I have to be up, I have to be on all the time. And I think I finally realized that like, it's just not sustainable. It's not sustainable. And I'm like honestly tired. Like I burnt myself out. Mm-hmm. I've completely burnt myself out to the point where I'm just like. I I thought that how I was operating was normal and like I couldn't keep up with other people. But in reality, I've learned that like normal people don't act like this, you know, Mm -hmm. and it took, again, therapy. It took some conversations. It took me to just step back, be comfortable enough to step back to see how other people operate to realize like, yo, I'm always on 10 and I don't have to be on 10. I don't have to be perfect all the time. Nobody is even, no, I keep saying it. Nobody is expecting that from me. So, Mm -hmm. um, I've been thinking about like a lot of the things that I just don't like about myself. There are times that, you know, I wish I was like a little bit more like bottom heavy. Like I wish I was thicker. I wish that, you know, there were certain things on me that were simply smaller, you know, like, but I'm also at a point now where I'm just like, it is what it the fuck is. Mm -hmm. It's not going to change. And like, it's just, you got to, you got to be like Beyonce said, one of one. You have to be one of motherfucking one. And like, although like I love to be dressed and dolled up, that's just something I will always enjoy and that's Mm -hmm. okay. Um, But it isn't the most important thing in this world. I think that I've let, you know, maybe I, I understand that like how 
you look or desirability plays a role in the opportunities you get in this world because I have literally had people not pay me any attention because of how I was dressed and then I come to work two days later and then you get attention. Next thing you know, you get promotion. It's, it is important how you carry yourself in the world, but it's not the most important thing. And it's you are not who you look, what you look like. You know, because how how often do what you feel and how you look feel like they not line up sometimes. Mm -hmm. So I feel like what's most important is to be the person I am on the inside and not to be the person I am on the outside. Like to be the person that I am on the inside actually is sick because being the person who you feel on the inside actually controls how you look on the outside. It's yeah. it's like some type of reverse psychiatry thing, but it, it that's how it works. Like if you are happy and healthy, then you look look like that from the outside but if you from the outside you can't do it from the outside in you got to do it from the inside out Lauren Hill said that and it's just that's so true and I, I think again you hear things for years but it don't make sense until it's time to make sense and that's where I'm at right now I just feel like I've been really, really happy. And people have literally been telling me like, oh, you've been glowing. Like, of course I've been like doing little things like working out and wearing like glow serum. But for <laughs> real, for real, the reason why I'm glowing is because like I'm, com I'm, I'm comfortable in my skin in a way that I've never been before. And it's, it's just, that's radical self-love. And I think that's what you need to be able to make it through this world. Mm-hmm. That's very, very true. Also, another thing, I think I said this before, I noticed the more I'm comfortable with myself and the more of myself that I am, the more I attract the people that I want to be yes. around. Yes. Yes. That's so true. That's so true. And I was listening to this podcast about like manifestation. It was like the Goop podcast mm -hmm. and it was talking about like self-worth and how you, if people think manifestation is all about positivity, like you got to think positive thoughts all the time, 100% of the time. But in actuality, like you have to believe you are worth the things that you want in order for them to come to you. Mm -hmm. Like it's, it's the, it's, so, so, so important. And it makes manifestation less fluff and more action oriented. Mm -hmm. You will not stop attracting this toxic person until you believe you are not worth it. You will not get more money until you believe you are worth more money. You will not get anything you want as, as crazy as that sounds until you prove to the universe in some sick way that like, I believe that I can get this. And that takes work. Like that doesn't always happen overnight. Like you can't positive and, and affirmations your way into better self-worth. You have to be brave and like expose and get comfortable over time. You know, like it's just, it's just insane how like vulnerable, like vulnerability and strength go hand in hand when people make you feel like being vulnerable is weak, you know? Yeah, it's true. I it couldn't is. agree more. It is. And like, I know there are some, just because we're saying that we are comfortable, you know, we are cozy right now in our skin and our body. That doesn't mean that like every single day you feel like that. <laughs> yeah. Hell no. Yeah. Some days I'll be like, are you joking me? <laughs> Remember that TikTok where that girl was like, I'm not responsible for how I look in the bed. That ain't, got, that ain't even me. It ain't got that's, nothing to do with me. That is really how I be feeling a lot. Actually, on most days. Because, like, <laughs> it goes hand in hand sometimes. Like, not caring and being confident, too. <laughs> um, 
sometimes you just cannot give a fuck. Like you just can't. Um, and I've been leaning into that, and that's actually been um, that's been very peaceful for me. Leaning into um, not giving a fuck. You know. Yeah. I don't care either. Some days, like it'd be funny. Like so, I I uploaded this video of myself working out, and I didn't like the I didn't like how I looked in one of the shots. I was like, oh. My shape looks interesting. <laughs> That's how I felt. I felt like I was shaped very like amoeba boy. But I was like, hey, I don't care because I'm not, I'm making this video to show that you don't actually have, I don't have to look good from every angle to work out. Like that's what the video is about. It is not about how I look. It's about what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And at, not everybody wants to see a perfect person working out. Some people want to see an imperfect person. And I just realized that's who I'm for. Like you were saying, you find your people when mm-hmm. you are yourself. I'm not for people who want to be perfect. It's enough folks out there. Like you can go follow, like, I don't know, like Gigi Hadid, if you want that. But if you want some just real raw, imperfect, flawed and happy, like a real ass person, that's when you come to me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's who period. I'm for. I'm that target audience. Period. That's that on that. Let's be very clear. That's that on that. We're going to keep pushing through, keep loving ourselves, flaws and all. And it's really okay to not be perfect. It really is okay. It's okay, y'all. It's actually really fun to not be perfect. It is. Right now, I look crazy. Me too. Um, I need to take a shower. It's a lot going on. (laughs) And yeah, but I'm so happy. Um, It's weird because, you know, I started this podcast in my early 20s and now I'll be 30 by the next time we do this show. So just want to, of course, send some love and take a moment to recognize like the growth over the years. It's just insane to to be doing this for five years and into my 30s and into our 30s. Like we're both 30 now. And while a lot of y'all were along for the ride and we've seen some of y'all grow up, like people start off in college and now your parents and it's just insane. But sending you all so much love. Thank you for tuning in. If y'all want to keep in contact with us, let us know your Renaissance thoughts. Make sure you email us at blackgirlbrunch at gmail.com. You can follow us on socials, Instagram at blackgirlbrunch, Twitter, BLK Girl Brunch. You can find me on Instagram at Imam Matei. You can find me on Twitter at It's Matei and Sabria. And you can find me at Frankenfem underscore on Twitter and It's Frankenfem on Instagram. All right, that's it. That's the show. Bye. Peace.